Hello the internet, welcome to episode 7 of Hack the Dino. I'm Ben Rosenthal, joined here as always by Mr. Dan McGuinness. Hello. You're uh, a little bit louder this week, Dan. Oh, sorry. That, that's alright, I'll forgive you. It, it makes up for the uh, non-existent uh, the ghost of vocals me last year. <laughs> we had last week. Uh, we are a fortnightly podcast uh, delving into all things pop culture, uh, mainly video games, comics, movies, that sort of malarkey. Uh, each week we have a different guest, and this week we are joined by the owner of a nice little store in Adelaide called Shin Tokyo, and their owner is Will. That's me. Hello, internet. Yes. Hello, internet. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, Will, how long has Shintokyo been running for? Oh, we just uh, celebrated our fifteenth anniversary. So the actual store, years. yeah, the actual store has been open for fifteen. We this is our second location. We started off a lot smaller. Uh, in the railway. Yeah, Station Arcade. Station the, Arcade. Yeah, that's it. I remember that. The railway. Yeah. yeah, you start off on the railway, <laughs> just trying just to sell a, things to people as they come off the train. Yeah, on a caboose, as every yeah. station is quickly. Yeah. Quick guys, anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, how long have you known Dan and been a, a guest at Greenlight Comics, which is where we are recording from at this point in time, located in the Adelaide CBD, Greenlight Comics. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've known Dan for for quite a while. Like, just uh, you know, from his days at you know working at other comic shops and seeing him at um, conventions. And I remember um, at Avcon once he was wearing a sweet uh, Chairman Cargo chef T-shirt, and I'm like, clearly this guy oh, knows wow. what he what he's talking about. I'd forgotten about yeah, that, that yeah. T-shirt even existed. And he had like blonde hair and. Crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy. But um, he had blonde hair at one yeah, stage. Yeah. I thought GTO was heaps cool. Yeah, he is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah, GTO is. Cool. We should probably put a photo up, um, on the on the Facebook page, Facebook.com. Pack the pl- diner. I got plenty of of blonde hair, Dan. Yeah, pictures wow. of me. You'd look like one of the proclaimers. I, I always had orange hair for a while, and um, we just go in the whole scope of super science. Done, like, done like a Kurt Cobain look. Yeah. Yeah, everyone everyone has uh, embarrassing photos. I went through a um, long hair kind of Britpop shoegazer kind of phase <laughs> for a while. So I went through a phase where I wanted to look like David Tennant. And yeah. that was only about a year ago. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm gone bald. So... <laughs> Um, now you have to wait for a new Doctor Who to come <laughs> yeah, up right. who's bald. Well, like, there's sick. a new one coming, so fingers crossed. We I get... heard that um, basically every single person in Britain is in, con- in contention for that role. If, if I've read the internet correctly, <laughs> <laughs> like I have seen everyone. You got any tips who, who you'd like to see? Who I'd like to see is Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> So I'll just throw this out because I'm not a. I, I used to watch Doctor Who when yep. I was a kid. I'm not familiar with the new ones. Is it, there a reason it can't be a female? Well, that's can't, be, can't be a well, lady they, doctor. They've made the master last season. Well, two yeah. seasons before they made the master a female. Uh, right. uh, no, there's absolutely no reason yeah. why there can't be a female well, Doctor the, Who. The only reason would be is that they've never ever been a, mm. a yeah, female. Yeah, that's so right. I that's don't right. Know. Fanboys would be up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Fanboys, come at me. <laughs> Can the do, the do the Time Lords breed? Yeah, or do they just appear. Or do they just go back in time and have sex for themselves and create a new Doctor? Well, that's just all kinds of sexy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, going back to Shin Tokyo. <laughs> uh, what made you want to start it up fifteen years ago, Will? 
Uh, look, it was it was a business opportunity to begin with, and obviously everything, you know, back then anime was pretty new to Australia and still emerging into the mainstream. And of course, it's exciting and it's fun, and everyone remembers the first anime they watch. And even Galen was coming on TV, and it was just something new. It was really new. And Mine was the Street Fighter Two animated movie. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, all know that that's one. That's a big one. Samurai Pizza Cat. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, Astro everyone. Boy. Yeah. Astro Boy, yep. And a lot of people wa- used to watch this stuff and because it was dubbed and it was on TV, you know, Sailor Moon. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z was huge and then Pokemon. Um, they might have started watching this stuff and not even realized it was anime, but then, you know, the anime scene came along. And, of course, Mad Men. Um, Jumped you know, on with yeah, the most well, violent stuff they could find. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's what it was like, you know, back... Uh, you'd go into comic shops 20 plus years ago and uh, and uh, anime was just, you know VHS and it was 50 bucks a, a cassette and wow yeah and uh, that's crazy and it just it just wasn't readily available it wasn't cheap and Madman you know of course they, they use the modern technology so DVD we we started we basically opened and started uh, selling DVDs just as they even were being released for the first time did you, um, when you first opened, did you have DVDs and VHS? It, it was about six months into when we opened. We had VHS. We had Madman VHS, and then DVDs started coming out. I remember the first time I found your shop, I was like, I found the best secret shop that yeah. no one knows yeah. about, and they've got stuff that only I like. And we were so <laughs> lucky because when we opened, we had uh, friends that worked in Easy DVD, so they were huge at the time. Um, and all the comic shops and collectible stores and everyone would come in, you know, to their stores and they say, well, have you checked out Shintokyo? And so from day one, we were really lucky. Mm. People would seek us out. I've still got the uh, Zelda orchestrated DVD, uh, CD, sorry, mm-hmm. and the uh, Chrono Trigger ones yeah. from your store yeah. Yeah. on the railroad. Like the music CDs? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we tested out a lot of different products um, in that store. And, and when we moved, you know, consolidated and just, you know, made sure that we had everything that, that people wanted. We had to drop a few things, but yeah. Now CDs was one. You do have as well uh, a wide selection of video games, and we were talking just mm. before we went on air about how there are some exclusions from companies. Can you just mm-hmm. uh, sort of rehash for us, but sort of well, tell it's everyone? Well, it's just you look at the market and you look at um, just, just how it's... how... Um, it's, it's not kind of consumer culture just the structure of it and and how you've got um, big stores getting bigger chain stores and these big companies like Sony um, whether it's just you know they might argue it's based on efficiency but it's just it's easier for them and obviously they're going to sell, sell a lot more through chain stores and so independent stores which and they would argue this as well that there's just not many there's not many small stores anymore um yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, not mm. being not being offered the same kind of stuff, and certainly not the same kind of deal. But um, you know, that's just business. And what's disappointing is when we're um, and it's just Sony to begin with. Hopefully, Nintendo don't do the same thing. But you know, they will. You know, no, they VR, yeah, VR, they will. No, they're awesome. Leave them alone. VR, um, <laughs> you know, just wasn't offered to independent stores, um, and you know, but but things like you know the mininess. Mm. It's really good. All, all, all our um, loyal customers would come in and say, "You're getting the mini desk, right?" And yeah, yeah. We, we get we get everything that the large stores get for Nintendo. So, and of course for Xbox as well. So, hey, uh, we, we've got a little uh, 
news tidbit about the Mini NES later on, which I was going to spring on you. But uh, I know Nintendo have been a bit tricky as of late with their limited runs of things. I think I went into your store last week to order the Master's Quest uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your purchasing manager told me, yeah, well, we've ordered them. Yeah. Don't know how many we're going to get. Uh, that's, that's just, that's the marketplace. Nintendo will only have, you know, a limited quantity allocations exactly stores put in their orders they get allocated and so we're really lucky uh because we've always sold a lot of product for a single store we're really right up there um and so you know we'll get allocated a large number but you compare that to like every eb store in adelaide and you know we won't have as many as that but for one store we still get a heck of a lot Hmm. of product so we can still make a lot of people happy um, now, just one question I have seen float around the internet that I did want to ask you. A lot of people are moving online these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, EB, for example, mm-hmm. you can get all your stuff there. From what I can tell, you haven't made that leap to having no, not at all. online. No, Is there a no. reason for that? Um, if, if It would have been something that would have been a lot easier to do as we were growing. So if we had uh, an, an online kind of retail presence and we started it 10 years ago, it would have grown with the business. Uh, our focus really has always been on a walk-in store because uh, we just like that experience. We like also the kind of social nature. So many people, so many, if they don't even realize it, but a lot of people, if they, you know, they talk about it, they've become friends through the scene, even like uh, meeting in the store. Um, and you just can't get that sitting on a computer at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just, it's, it's something we're going to have to do um, purely, you know, from a business point of view, but we've been resisting it because, uh, you know, a we we running a store and running an online store is completely different. Yep. So it's two different business models, and um, you know, we're really happy just having a store where people can walk in and, and you know see it all in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just do so many more things. Discover stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and that's the big thing as well. Mini. A lot of your stuff is imported from Japan. Yep. Uh, and it's stuff you cannot get yeah, that's right. to my knowledge yeah. Yeah. anywhere in Australia yep. uh, so just walking in there and seeing yeah. all these things I know I have guys come over for the conventions uh, other comic book creators and I mm. bring them there straight away to mm-hmm. just see this vast array yep. it's really good so if you're ever in Adelaide and you've gone to Greenlight Comics pop next door to Shin Tokyo and uh, spend money there as well do it um, now we'll get on to just the uh, video game portion of this episode uh, big news at least coming out for our Australian listeners Good Game, which is an ABC, well, was an ABC game all about games, uh, for gamers, by gamers, was their uh, catchphrase. I uh, had a couple of spin-off shows as well, Good Game, Spawn Point, and I think they had uh, uh, little snack bite episodes that went yeah, for like yeah, five like or let, ten minutes. Like let's play kind of things. And yeah, stuff. yeah, uh, that okay. went on the ABC app. Um, it has been revealed the past couple of days that that game has, uh, Good Game has been cancelled. Uh, Pretty the, abruptly as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, two weeks, the new season was to start. This this show's 10 years old, so it's not like a, uh, a small thing. Um, the reason being uh, the presenters were moving on to other things, and that was about all that was that, given. That doesn't sound like a real Some reason. Some of the presenters, though, it wasn't all of them, was no, it? No, it, well, it was just Hex and Nick Boy. Mm. Yeah, and the rumour has it that they've been poached by yeah. Seven Mate, yep. and Seven Mate are going to push really heavily into the eSports arena. Mm. Ooh, I didn't know that. Is, yeah. that, is that new news? Yeah, that, that was uh, today's rumours. Um, but that's, so. the, that's the first thing you think is, well, yeah, they'll probably go into another channel and do the same thing. But then... 
you know, that they would have explored different options. They might be doing something completely different, but it's it makes sense, doesn't it? That they're mm. going to well, I know Hex has said on her uh, Instagram account that she'll still be doing things with Barjo, and yep. it's not well, they the do it. They do a children's book together as well. Yeah, well, that's the Called, big uh, thing that uh, Pixel Pixel Raiders. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter has one. Uh, I was um, I was going to talk about this for a while. I was actually shattered when I heard this. Like mm. I have been watching that show for for ages probably around about seven years mm. when Hex was kind of mm. got into it yep and um I've got like a weekly ritual where I run a bath <laughs> I read about this I get in the bath with that, sometimes with a glass of wine <laughs> and I sit there and I watch on the computer and I watch Good Game and I get my reviews and that's where I and then consequently hits times I have watched Good Game and then coming to your shop wheel mm. and bought mm. games that they've mm. told me to buy yep and now I just don't know when I, to wash anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was my one time a week. It does yeah. leave a huge hole in that area. Um, while I still think Seven Mate are going to make a real big push for that side of thing because that's mm. clearly where they're gearing their programs programming towards. Um, you know, it's ABC. They've already said that Spawn Point's going to, going to continue, which I saw more of having a nine-year-old daughter. Uh, that's the show that she wrote. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, Darren, Darren, yeah, Darren, <laughs> Darren. the robot, um, and uh, yeah, all the focus on the kids game, so a lot more on Nintendo I was, stuff. I was actually really, really enjoying Good Game when Nick Boy was having a bit more sections on it. I really appreciate that well, guy's humour. Hey, see, this is where uh, they think the um, is that where it all the came poaching from? came from is because uh, Barjo yeah. left for yeah. a couple of weeks to. Something. Pursue something. They didn't ever said what. He was just pursuing something. So Nick Boy came in, and uh, he and Hex ran the show. And the chemistry those two had together as presenters was really, really good. Uh, and the rumor is that they and he's funny. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's legitimately yeah, really funny. I, I obviously I've watched the show. I've I've remember it. You know, similar to you. I actually remember Hex's first show and. Um, I didn't like her to begin with because she had this half an hour intro just telling us about her life. But you know, she <laughs> she's pretty cool. But um, sorry, you've just spent uh, fifteen minutes talking about your store. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, no, I think the thing you have to keep in mind is you know the 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 type of people that watch it would be, be really dedicated like yourself I'm super dedicated and and mm. they love the show and um, to see it yeah I think a lot of people will really miss it they had uh, Hex and Badre come out last AvCon or AVCon um, last year I believe so they've been there a couple of times yeah, I think yeah. last time was official but we saw them walking around the year before yeah, yeah. I think they did like a um, show well on. they were there official and they talked to some independent gamers mm. uh, one of which was a friend of mine and he got to speak with them on stage mm -hmm. and uh, it was really good because they had uh, interviewing the creator of these independent games and had Nick Boy and um, some of the others sort of mm. playing the game with other developers and commentating mm -hmm. throughout it. Mm. And that in itself, I thought, was just a really good uh, this formula like mm. as a live show. It just shows that um, you know, Barjo and Hex being gamers and all of them mm. being gamers and having that passion translates really, really well. And I think that's why they made the connection with all these yeah. people. I think I read heard stats today that... Uh, it, Children, oh, sorry, children. Uh, anyone under fifteen years, ninety-five percent of them identify themselves as gamers. Gamers, yeah. I mean, if you throw mobile phones into that as yeah. well, that's 100%. close to one hundred percent. Like, mm. this is a huge industry, yeah. and I think Seven Mate have actually done a really, really good thing jumping yeah. on it. Um, if they're going to be like this youth Triple J yeah. type station and try and get, I don't know what Seven Mate is. 
So Am I too old? It's, 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 it's free to air. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not digital television, it's old school TV. No, it's digital TV. Digital, yeah. It's digital. It's Everything's digital. I think you can. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have any TV at my house. Yeah, I'm yeah, one of those people. <laughs> I never I never upgraded to digital. You're right? old. Yes, no, 100%. I just play video games. Um, but yeah, it's a digital channel. It's 73, I think, on the digital scale. Um, and they uh, play things to suit old people like me, like um, antique Golden hunters. Girls. Um, yeah, Golden Girls. Antique, no, no. antique Roadshow. But yeah, Antique Roadshow. I like Antique Roadshow. Yeah, so Antique Roadshow. <laughs> just lay off, all right? Um, Heartbeat. Oh, was it Auction Hunters? Oh, is that it? Where they go around? Uh, oh, I don't know. Getting off topic. Anyway, uh, yeah, this could be the start of the mainstream e-sports in Australia. The thing I liked about the show, just one more thing, is anyone familiar with it will know they don't just focus on big games. They have to address the really big titles, but they would go into so many and and so many different games smaller games if you want to use that kind of Indies. term yeah exactly yeah. and you know and that's just so important you don't just want to um, concentrate on triple a titles exactly exactly you want yeah. to see kids anyone wants to see interesting games you don't just want to you know just keep showing all the yeah i am um, there were so many indie games that i got because of that mm. yeah. like and just like so many good bath memories mm. so volley <laughs> spoil oh man so as I was saying that, I got the image of you in the bath, and that's just. Do, you, what do, do, you, do you have a thumbnail here? Like, is it the thumbnail going to be down in a bath? See, you can't see the screen. But, uh, moving on, <laughs> um, you may have seen on our Facebook page that's uh, groups.com, backs, uh, facebook.com, backslash hack the diner, whatever, because we're hack the diner. Um, what are they called? Uh, Platonics tweeted out a picture during the week of a little ukulele uh, figure. Now, we've spoken about ukulele a couple it's of times new, on the like, show. Banjo it's the It is Banjo-Kazooie. It's all the guys who made Banjo-Kazooie coming back with a new IP. Well, not a new IP. They've changed the characters. But it's pretty much Banjo-Kazooie, down to a T, current gen. Um, you know, your old 3D platform, like your Mario and whatnot. And Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie are excellent games. Uh, it was kickstarted. It got funded. It got overfunded. Uh, <laughs> overfunded? Over, well, just it made, well more than what does they that, Does that mean it goes back six months because the developers has gone on a really big holiday with the extra money? Or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but yes, they did tweet out a small amiibo-sized statue of ukulele on a very round and amiibo-looking base. And if you read the replies, everyone's coming to the same conclusion. Is that a ukulele amiibo? And that got me thinking, maybe it is. They've done it with Shovel Knight. They yeah. had a Shovel Knight amiibo, yeah. which was very limited was, release. Yeah. Did does the Switch use those amiibos and stuff? It will do. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, it's going to use yeah. everything in the it's world. Got a yeah, you're going to walk it through your kitchen. It's going to use all your utensils <laughs> and everything. <laughs> it it's transforms into a rob. Into a cooking mama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bit of excitement there, especially if Nintendo are going to start getting more of these third party developers on board and offer them the amiibo what they have um, to do what they have to because they, they don't to. have the hardware in their system no to one warrant these third parties downscaling their games like we talked about it last time uh, FIFA was announced for the Switch but they didn't say what version of FIFA there's no like FIFA <laughs> <laughs> uh, so road to victory it, it's only logical that something else has to be offered in order for them to make money and if they have to give them a slice of the amiibo pie which is still going like even though there's uh, amiibos everywhere now um, you know 
it's still a money turner. Do you sell amiibos? We sell tons of amiibos. Are they still really popular? Just the game ones? They are still popular. People are still filling gaps in their collection. And so we just complete, we, we keep the complete range in stock. So people come in and say, do you have Greninja? Yeah, he's right, he's right here. Who? Greninja. Greninja's the Pokemon. Oh. Yeah. Do you, have, yeah all of, do you have the uh, Rob the Robot? Yeah. Do you, you have, have two colours of Rob? The Ooh. Yoshi, but the Smash Brothers Yoshi. Maybe. Because if so, I'm coming down afterwards. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to come down and buy that Look, Rob. you may have look, already looked. It's the kind of th- We try and keep as much as we can in stock. I'm going to buy that Rob one. I like yeah, that. I don't use cool. them. I just like Well, there's yeah. two versions of the Rob. I'm going to get both. I, mean, this is, I've, I own a shop. I can get two. This is the thing. You know, <laughs> 10 years ago, just to figure that size, you'd be paying up to 20 bucks for that size figure yeah. and in a nice collection so it's and it's got functionality like you can't go wrong you can't really do much of the functionality at the moment yeah. and uh you, you current prices with the amiibos you're looking yeah. at paying 20 bucks again but uh are they going up again yeah they have um oh. all the zelda amiibos are going to be really yeah, yeah are they different prices just depending on how rare they are uh no they're different prices usually, on how much money they want to make usually oh. different sides as well so um you know, Wolf Link was more expensive. See, this is what I don't get though, but uh, the Game & Watch one, which mm. came with like four other Amiibos you switch out with the base, mm. was $15. Mm. So, I don't understand their pricing. Doesn't matter. No. We'll never work it out. We'll still Nintendo. buy <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo, they have just announced that they have sold 1.5 million NES Minis. Mm-hmm. And that was... You know, they had an extreme shortage. We've spoken about what, this as what's well. What's 1.5 million times 100? This is what Nintendo <laughs> does, though. They they re, they get something that is very desirable. Mm-hmm. Even you remember the, the original Wii. It came out. Everyone wanted one. Yep. They sell out, and they keep that, you know... Yeah, the buzz. The fever pitch. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these and things so are going online for 250 they, 300 right. bucks. That's right. What, wasn't it 1,800? <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought of it? That was good. Um, however, they are, as of today, uh, the NES Minis and the controllers are back in stock at uh, various suppliers. I know um, there are some companies that we won't mention who have them online at the moment. Um, yeah. Will, do you have any Yeah, no, it's, they're not in stock. It's basically, they, they give you a couple of weeks to collect pre-orders, back orders, All right. and then they ship your allocated stock. So, you know, we'll get it drops like everyone else, but... Um, it's it's exactly like Wii. It's exactly like the first waves of Amiibos. Nintendo will create, um, you know, short supply. It's short supply. Um, everyone wants them, and then they'll just keep them going because mm-hmm. you know Nintendo want to make money. It's so a marketing plan all and the time. Yeah. Nintendo, unlike other companies, mm. uh, they make money on every single thing they release. Mm. Like they never like Xbox Infamous for the first year or mm. two years, they made a loss on every single Xbox. Uh, 360 they sold. Don't they all do that now? All the consoles? Not Nintendo. Make... Nintendo, so they so make they've money. sacrificed graphics for, <laughs> for, for the, to make money on the console. No, yeah. well, maybe, but um, they're also extremely successful. I mean, mm. they're still riding the Wii uh, money. They, well, they sold the, the Wii wave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they made, say, $100 on every single uh, Wii sold, the Wii sold 20 million copies, something like I that. I how much they make on the NES Mini. Bro. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, even more. It's just I, a okay, wrong. Here's a, here's a little bit of information that only people that, Industry that, that news. work in the store would know. And all our dozens of listeners. Um, <laughs> so, you know, how it, it retails for about 100 bucks. Yeah. Yep. How much do you think stores make? Oh, oh uh, well, I'd say 60%. $3. We buy them for about $97. Worth wow. it. So Nintendo gets all that money. That's what they do with DSs as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you sure you're just not getting ripped off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, obviously, true. yeah, exactly. Chain, and this is why, you know, big, big W, I wouldn't large even chains, stock them. Large chain, you have to. Large chain stores. <laughs> um, well, you know, do deep discounting to get people into stores. And, you know, they would get a better price. But so, and so sometimes they do they lose deep, money. I what their deep discount is. But um, it's just to get people through the door so they can buy stuff that they're making money on, you know, clothes, stuff that's really cheap. Does that make you angry? It's making me angry. It's part, it's part of our, part oh, of I our world. I can understand that as well. Yeah. Like, um, it's just you've got a store where mm. anyone, anyone a, who a, walks in is going to want to look at every single corner of that mm, store. Mm. It's just that type of place where yeah. there's just so much stuff you can't just yeah. uh, do it justice by describing it. So if you get someone coming in, oh yeah, my son wants an S Mini, and they walk into your store, all right, they buy an S Mini, you make your $3, but oh, what oh, all that stuff. Oh, those plushies, all those Amiibo. T-shirts, the Amiibos, the well, um, yeah, honestly, models. The consoles we see as a service to, to our customers. We know that um, people will be desperate to get, you know, even some DSs on launch, um, Mini Nesses, and, and we just try and get them to get some of our customers happy. They know they've secured one. So. Mm. Did, um... I don't know if we're going to talk about this. Can we talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon? Okay, very, very quickly, though. Yeah. Well, Very, very quickly. Yeah, because you still want to talk about Resident Evil 7, so... Uh, oh, well, it's coming out, and I just want to know anyone's opinions on... On Sun and Moon. Moon. What about the game? Do you have any opinion? No, the the, the card. It's coming out this week, isn't it? Cards. Cards, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the cards are awesome. When are they coming out? I love, they're out. They they came out today. They came out today? Yeah, I opened some yesterday. I think you've got some on your counter. Yeah. We opened some up, put them on Facebook. Not for sale, That's right. Pokemon art. Yeah. Yeah, no, they look great. I mean, Pokemon cards aren't made by Nintendo, but it's, 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 you know... Who makes them? It's Pokemon, Pokemon company. company. Yeah. Well, they've just got a whole bunch of little Pokemons working in yeah. a factory. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Whole, whole, whole bunch of Machop there just yeah. going away. Oh, this is the same thing when Pokemon Go launched and Nintendo's stock price went up 20% overnight and because like, Pokemon Go was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Nintendo had to issue a press release going, uh, actually, guys, we don't make it. We, we didn't do jack. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We're making the Pokemon Go uh, Plus accessory, but uh, we are, oh, which I'm right. wearing right now. All right, so let's go about Resident Evil. All right, Resident Evil 7. Dan, so, you, you got it. So Resident Evil 7 yep. has just come out. When did it come out, Will? Last week, I think. Last week at some stage? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really so I, recent. Um, yeah. I bought it yesterday yep. from Shintokyo. And um, I got it home and I played it today for around about 15 minutes. And i got to say, that game is scary. Yep. It's probably the scariest thing I've ever played in my life. And what really? makes it even... Did you play uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer? <laughs> I did actually. That's scary. I actually play even. Yeah, anyhow. Um, and it's also uh, VR headset compatible. It's a first person game. And i got to say, I don't think I'd be able to play it with the VR headset. I reckon this thing, I reckon they're going to actually, this VR is going to have to make, um, they're going to have to tone down games because mm. no longer are you playing the experience, you're having the experience. Yep. People are going to have, going to start having actual trauma yeah, that's right. of. Because this game is basically about getting loosely from what I've, in the first 15 minutes what I played, you're basically dealing with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. style house of people mm. that are like capturing you and torturing you and stuff. And like, in, in, a, in a VR headset, you're so in the game. This is, there are going to be people that it traumatizes. And so if they're going to have. Anyone playing a Resident Evil game set in VR. I'm walking up behind them and like start and tickle their ears or something. I don't know. You'll probably get a punch in the face, eh? <laughs> like, but like that would 
this game is like nothing I've ever seen. Like the way that they've just orchestrated just pure terror just even to the point of just walking through a door you can walk up to a door and press a button and it opens it a little tiny bit and then to open it you walk into it but the thing is as you walk into it you put your hand up in front of like your face to push the door open and it blocks your vision until the door is kind of all the way open and it's just this like incredibly immersive amazing scary experience that I hate and love at the same time <laughs> what about is there any music or is it just really atmospheric it's just, it's just and like you're there like yeah. and you find these VHS tapes and you put them into like a, a recorder and it shows it like on the screen as if it's you know it looks like an old school VHS but then you play the VHS well, that's your first mistake that's in zombie movies you don't let them know you're there yeah well this I don't know what's going on but like <laughs> did you is the kitchen demo uh, included I, in that I didn't. I don't know. As I said, I've only played for fifteen minutes. I okay. played for fifteen minutes and just went. You know what? Because the I'm kitchen go demo. To work. <laughs> kitchen demo came out yeah. uh, what two years ago? Uh, Is that that yeah, I remember something that. like that. And yeah. like people were raving about this kitchen yeah. demo. It's oh my gosh! It's and then when it was revealed that it was Resident <laughs> Evil Seven, people went oh cool. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe not. Yeah, because everyone thought about six. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it's like wah, wah. expecting like you're gonna walk in and Wesker's gonna be making some carrots for you. <laughs> And like, you know, throwing <laughs> knives at the wall and stuff. Anyone and else get an image of Wesker in an apron there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I made you dinner. <laughs> dinner of death. <laughs> but yeah, some elaborate Wesker. There's no, I, I'm, as far as I know, there's no elaborate Weskers in there. I know I'm talking so loud, aren't I? No, 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 I'm no. I'm so excited. You are. You're, you're an excitable boy. Uh, anyway, but no. I'm over it, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Resident Evil, I played for 15 minutes. That's it's not much of a review. It's not a review. I'm just saying, like, this game, like, this, this, this VR thing is scaring me. Like, I, I I want it so bad, but I just don't think my body will be able to handle it. My small child frame may break. Speaking of uh, small bodies not being able to handle things, we're going to have a quick break so we can do toiletry things. Not that you need to know that, but uh, we're going to wee. We you. <laughs> we, we, me and you. We'll be back right after this. At this time, I have the honor to present to you... Super Mario! I know you're gonna... And we're back here on Hack the Dino, recorded live out of Greenlight Comics. Uh, yes, we record in a comic book store owned by co-host Dan McGuinness. And as such, it's time for us to have a little chat about comics. Dan. Hey, hey, hey. Good day. Comic talk. Yeah. All right, so mate. today <laughs> today I've got three comic uh, books by the company of, of Image. And yep. because it is Image 25th birthday. 25th anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. Came yeah, yeah. to be. So obviously they've been pushing their stuff heaps lately, and um, and just before we get further into it, how good's the image? I mean, really? I know. I mean, they're pretty you, awesome. You don't have to tell me. Like, like I'm pretty, really, I'm pretty awesome. much an image spokesperson in my shop. If you come in, I will push an image thing on you. And um, yeah, anyhow. So, so um, if you come into Dan's shop, he'll try and sell you something. So, so I'm just going to um, just just be aware. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Consumerism. Four. 
So um, first, I'm just going to so tonight. Today, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about three of my like favorite image books at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Invincible. Invincible's great. I don't know uh, why you're holding it up like it's a TV I know. show. Well, did you want to know why? Because we've just done a whole bunch of videos. Um, we've been doing online reviews with videos, and we've oh, actually cool. been having to hold them up. And now I'm really used to holding them up like you know perfectly. That's oh, good. It's feel like it feels like a private. Uh, yeah, just a private little just show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, first one is Invincible. It's um, written by Robert Kirkman, who obviously is also the writer of Walking Dead, yep. um, which is that you know that, that show that no one's ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. zombies. And, um, Outcast as well. Can't believe Outcast got a show before Invincible did. By the way, and I've always thought Invincible would make an awesome animated series. Yeah, man. I oh, do. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'll have to go to the toilet. Um, we just did that. Yeah. So, uh, so put me off. <laughs> So, uh, so you got Robert Kerman as the writer. You also have um, Ryan Otley, Otley, Otley yep. as a, uh, the artist. And not on the first volume though. You no, who was it? Uh, Walker. Yes, right. Because I remember reading an interview where Kirkman was saying he asked Otley just to copy the style. Yeah. And he did, and he did it seamlessly. Yeah. So I was going to mention that. Oh, sorry. Thanks for ruining my bit. Stealing your thunder. So yeah. What, so Invincible is basically kind of like a, a superhero story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, completely owned by Robert Kirkman, like, you know, the full universe, there's no IP troubles, there's no, you know, stuff like in, uh, if you're writing for like DC and that, you know, you got all these rules for Batman, like, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to and do that. And if you create a character while under contract to those companies, those characters then belong to those companies, yeah, whereas yeah, Image so, say, no, you create something, it's all yours. Yeah, that's another beautiful thing about Image, yeah. every single thing is created on it. So if you create a book through Image, you can then go away and sell the rights and make a television show, which that's is right. why all oh, there's so many television shows and yep. <laughs> this stuff coming out. So it's basically a superhero story, and it's about this kid named Mark, and his dad is basically Superman, and his dad's name's Omni-Man. And it starts off about, um, he's 16, uh, Mark turns 16, and his like, powers kick in, and mm-hmm. it's this like, really family-friendly story about um, him trying to, you know, go to high school, um, juggle a girlfriend, and juggle trying to learn to be a superhero. It's a very Spider-Man yeah, you type. Get, yeah, a very amazing Spider-Man-y kind yeah, of yeah. At the and, start, at least. Yeah, yeah. And so you're reading this book, and you're like, this is cool. There's some really good ideas in it and stuff. And you're like, yeah, this is rad. This is going good. I, I like this. And then suddenly, start, within the third, first or second volume, something happens, and you're like, whoa. I think you should spoil it, because that's... No, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? No way, because I still people which, getting... Which on. book? Does it... Uh, in the second volume. Oh, really? Second? I reckon it happens at the end of that first one. Nah. Oh, yeah, there is kind of, but... Wait, let me have a look here. I, I reckon you'll find that the reveal's at the end of the first one. Because that uh, is... When it came out, was such a huge twist. Because when it did it's, come out, people not. were saying... It's not? That's second one. When it came... So that means it's like seven issues in. Eight issues in before it had basically the biggest part of the storyline yeah, kick yeah. in. Uh, people went nuts for it. Yeah. So anyhow, this thing happens <laughs> that I'm not going to mention. And suddenly the book gets a very darker tone. He turns into a crab. He becomes the amazing crab man. He doesn't. He has special crab powers. No. Um, Pincers so of doom. Ooh. So, yeah, this, 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 this thing happens and you're suddenly like, ooh, that's a bit that's a bit gnarly. That's not very kosher. That's not very Marvel or DC. No. And then um, it keeps getting these, and it keeps on going on. It keeps on getting darker and darker. Not darker as in like super, but... Yeah, you get these fights that are just like later on at these superhero fights that are so important. It's messed up. Like, and you're sitting there and you're going like, "There's no way he can win. There's no way." That, and you, it's it's you have you're really invested in the story of this. <laughs> anyway, it's up to um, I think volume twenty three it's just come out and they've actually announced the ending. It's finishing. Oh, really? At like volume twenty five, it's the last one. I did one. not know that. The other thing that makes Invincible amazing, um, which I have never seen actually done, is that all the characters aged in real time. Mm. So th- this Invincible has been coming out for like. 
13 years now, yep. 11 years, 12 years or something like that, and the characters are 12 years older. So the main character is 16 now, has a family, you know, he's got a baby and stuff like that. And um, this is so, this is like, this is like comic book crack. If you buy like the first couple of these, we have people coming back buying like four, I five I think he sold time. just before while we were waiting to do the podcast, someone came in and bought the first six trades. No, yeah, no, he bought the next five. The next five, sorry. And he's like, I need more. I've got to say though, Kirkman is the king of the page turn. Like, the way he uses his gutters, the way he uh, nails a page turn every single time, and his use of splash pages is second to none. And I've not seen another writer um, uh, write like that and create such a uh, impactful story through his craft. It's amazing. Marvel could really take a leaf out of his book. <laughs> yeah, well, they did. He wrote uh, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, well, it was okay. And he wrote the irredeemable, irredeemable Ant-Man, and that was really cool. I didn't know that. He wrote, he invented uh, Eric O'Grady, who's now dead. Because didn't, he do, didn't he do Battle Pope? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he did. Anyhow, so that's um, that's one of my beautiful hits uh, for this. Uh, that's actually one of my lifetime hits of comic books. Second one I want to talk about is one called Copperhead. Now, this is basically is another image book. These are all image books I'm talking Who about. Who wrote this one? Um, just trying to remember the first name. The writer is Jay Fabry. Yep, sure. Uh, <laughs> And Scott, why do I get these why names? Do you, why don't you look at the books before you bring no, them on? No, 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 no. Do some research. I don't do research. I'm more <laughs> off, the seat, off, the, off the whatever of off the, the cuff. cuff yeah. The seat of my pants. <laughs> off the seat of the pants of the cuff. So, yeah, Scott Gold or Whiskey Simpson Rene. Gowalski. Yeah. And it's basically a space western. It's just like, um, so imagine kind of like Firefly. Serenity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Serenity, Firefly, um, but with more mon- aliens and stuff. So it's the story of this uh, new sheriff comes to this planet. So obviously planets have sheriffs. Yep. And it's all Logical. like kind of like a, a backwatery kind of town, like old Tatooine. Yeah, more just like normal. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the classic. Uh, it's the classic story of a sheriff, a new sheriff coming into a bad town. Mm-hmm. And basically trying to clean it up. And are there any men who are wanted on Twelve Systems? Probably. Um, it, uh, the sheriff. Will, will of, they be dead? Maybe. <laughs> the sheriff of this town is a lady, um, and she's moved there. And you don't know why she's moved there. You know what I mean? Like something's happened in her past. Like like it's a like it's a demotion. Or, right. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, demoted. Yeah, yeah, demoted to this planet. So she's done something. Um, it's also that there's been, there's been this giant war, like an intergalactic war, where these they made these synthetic humans to fight for them, and now the war's over. The synthetic humans don't have any purpose anymore, and they kind of they're it's like it's like the the full uh, like uh, people treat them like slaves and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's like the, the whole racism vibe is in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really good story, really good. Um, two volumes are out at the moment. And yeah, I just really like the story. It's just a really solid space western. Yeah, it was good. Who's that by again? By some people. That's yeah, right. it's by a whole bunch of people. It's a podcast. You can rewind and uh, hear <laughs> Dan's <laughs> horrible pronunciation, or perhaps drop us a line at hackthedino at hotmail.com or Tell us that maybe we should do some prep work. Hack the dino <laughs> on Instagram or hack the dino over on the old Facebook. I just Dan. I just love reading comics. I don't often read. Every part of it. <laughs> Don't often read who created I just, it. I just to, push um, it into my eyes as fast as I can. So, as a creator of comic books, um, how do you feel about people having that attitude for your books? Well, my name's never on the front of my books anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who they are. It's always on the back or the in cover. I'm an, I'm an illustrator. <laughs> You're no Arndo. Yeah. 
Um, so secondly, uh, thirdly, I have Rat Queens. Rat Queens. Oh, now who's this by? Ratcliffe is by Curtis J. Is it Weeby? I think it's Weeby. We- yeah, Weeby. And then we've got the old, old controversial Rock Up Church. Yep, sure. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, Rat Queens is um, uh, a high fantasy story about a guild of girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so guild is in like you know high fantasy guild. They go on fetch quests. And bunch st- of girls. Yeah. It's yeah. Basically, Dungeons and Dragons with girls. Yeah, yeah. A bunch, a uh, bunch of ladies, and it's. Um, it's amazing. It's got super modern um, writing, modern dialogue. Uh, Which I will say, Weeb is a fantastic dialogue. His dialogue is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you read it, and when there's a joke, you yep. sit there and go, <laughs> Did you ever. And you're, like, you're just like, This is actually funny. His sort of like, his big debut thing was Green Wake, which I can't yeah, remember yeah, who yeah. published that, but that was awesome. Um, until he, they said, Oh, do you want to make another go? And he went, uh, Yeah, sure. Because this, this miniseries had a divisive end. And then they said, oh, no, it sold really well. You can keep going. And he went, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so you've got these, uh, this guild of girls doing these, like, quests and stuff like that. Um, very stereotypical, like, D&D kind of stuff. But, as I said, with a really modern kind of, like, storyline. Um, you fall in love with these, like, characters straight oh, it's away. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, and, um, the, and the actual story, you're just like, oh, I really actually want to know what's going to happen here that's, it's, and it's what happens with all image books mm. the story the stories that are so in, in, engrossing mm. is that a word yeah Yeah. and um, yeah you just get sucked in like now there was a bit of controversy with Rat Queens as there well there was a lot it, of controversy it with uh, has been on hiatus for a while and it's coming back it is um, they're, they're, rebo- they're rebooting so in March a, um, I think March uh, it's starting as number one again they're, yep. they're totally just rebooting it because um, what made the controversy was that the in the first uh, story art kind of thing, the first five issues, the artist actually got in a bit of trouble in real life and got. got well, a bit we won't of pull any punches. He was arrested for domestic violence, and Curtis Weeb sacked him. Yeah, because of that. And the problem with this, yeah, book was like you've got this book that's like so, like mm. so girl power. Mm. Is that is that a bad word to use? But it no, is. Yeah, it, it's no, it's an empowering book for females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then with that happening, like it just. Cast such a bad shadow on it, and um, but they did get what's his name um, to take over, who was great. The dude who does like Sunstone and um, what's his name? He's got a, he's got a, he's got a name we'll never be able to work out. Yeah, I can't remember. The guy does Sunstone and Ravine and uh, Switch and all that kind of stuff. Webcoin man. Sorry, you yeah, said Switch. Yeah, sorry. We never. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's happening. Anyhow, from so um, Rat Queens is being totally like rebooted. Um, I. And I'm excited about that. New artist is Owen Jenny. I think that's how he's pronounced yeah, his name. Yeah, he, he's going to nail he's it. He's great. He did Negative Space with uh, Australian writer Ryan K. Lindsay mm. uh, for Dark Horse. What do you think about these, Will? They look really good. Honestly, um, I've, I've, I've seen Invincible, so I'm, I'm not a comic expert. But if I've seen Invincible, that means it's, it's, you know, it's a popular title. A lot of people have read it. Um, pretty much everyone at Shintokyo has read it that I know. Mm. Um, the Space Western a- sounds really good, and Rat Queen sounds cool too. So. You have a lot of avid readers under, in your workforce. Uh, yes, absolutely. Just very quickly, what's the most popular manga that you sell over at Shintokyo? At the moment, it, look, it, it depends what the flavour of the year is. Uh, at the moment, One Punch Man is still going strong. There's lots of really cool titles though that um, don't have a big name that people still follow. Um, and they're the ones that have the interesting story because like you say like with this image stuff they've got interesting stories and um, I can tell you what one I love that I read yeah 
Food Wars. Yeah. Oh, I love, love Food Wars. Oh, geez. Uh, love Food Wars. Love World Trigger. Yeah. I like all the battle, like, juvenile yeah. ones. Yeah. I love Haiku. I'm also a sports manga fan. Yeah. I love Haiku. Love Kuroko's Basketball. Love Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Oh, that's just a show. But yeah, yeah. I could keep going. I'm and just, I will. I'm, I'm the generic manga fan. I like Death Note. <laughs> All those big titles are big for a reason because they they are interesting. They have good stories. They have interesting characters. Like they're, they're really big because they do appeal to a lot of people and they and they're quality titles. But there's lots of that's a thing coming out of America translated from um, from you know from Japan. There's thousands and thousands of volumes. We might have 2,000 volumes in the store at any one time, but there's about 6,000 available to us. Mm. And those 4,000 that we don't order, it's not because they're bad, it's just people don't know about them. Nah, it's because they're bad. That's why you don't have them. <laughs> so if you want to uh, read some good old comics or uh, some fantastic manga that's not really generic, like I just said, uh, pop in into Shintokyo or to Greenlight Comics over in Adelaide when you're over here next. Yeah, or, uh, buy comics from us, buy manga from them. That's right. You can uh, have a party. And, and uh, Will and Dan will even sign the books for you. They had nothing to do with them besides selling them, but you ask nicely, they'll do that because they're those I'll, kind of guys. I'll, I'll sign anything. I'll burn your books if you want me to. <laughs> And on that note, it's time to play Dan versus the World. Now, this is a, uh, a game that we play each and every episode. It is a musical jukebox guessing game. I will play the first five seconds of a song. Uh, the World, which is this week represented by Will, uh, will have a uh, chance to guess that song. Uh, I, I would recommend using the five questions at your disposal and either asking for the next five seconds uh, or asking for a hint or asking a question. Uh, however, you have to go one at a time, so you take it in turns. You get five guess, uh, questions each, and then you have to guess. Um, first person to guess it gets a point. At the moment, we have Dan on five and the world on seven. Um, if they're not the exact numbers, uh, sue me. It's my game show. It's the exact numbers now. So, so, so just, yeah, so, but if you guess wrong, the other person gets a point. All right, so we're going to go with the with first one here. I'm so good at this as well. You are. No, no, you're, where's yeah. my beeper? I feel like I need to... No, no, you're first. So, right. irrespective, you go first. Yeah. Okay, so here's the first five seconds of the first song. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I totally know this one. No, uh... I'm going to have to... What, what are my questions? Uh, you so you can ask a question. I feel like the next five seconds is going to be the same. Right. Uh, <laughs> you may be correct there. Uh, so you can ask for a hint, ask a question. I'll need a hint, please. I'll need a hint. Okay. Hints are the best. Um, just like this game here, in that game, you verse the world. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit too obvious. Did you play this? Yeah. Yeah. But only like the first level. <laughs> you didn't finish it. Oh, uh, I've played, I played uh, what was it? River City Rampage Madness. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting the world down. I feel like everyone is saying I know what it is now. No, and, no, and I, I don't usually know. I don't know. Just know. He just gave the, a too good of him. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, so, you've oh, asked your question. It, it's now oh, asked question. Yes. Is it based on a comic book series? It is based on a comic book series now that you uh, mention it. Uh, That's not very really fair for Will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the music, isn't it? It is, it is. Will, your turn. You can hear another five seconds, ask for another hint, or ask a question. 
Um, no, I'll go for another hint, please. Another hint, okay. Um, See if you can make it obvious. It is also a hit movie. Um, hit look, look, movie. I, I don't want to sound comic, stupid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's um. Well, you gotta, I'm gonna, well it's, it's Dan. Anyway. No, no, it's it's. Oh, no, no, you're gonna say it's my show. You, you, yeah, see, you gotta. That, that's the strategy behind it. You gotta think that your opponent is got the next bit. Oh, so I'm if you, gonna, I'm just gonna ruin it. For all right, now. go. Yeah. Is it Scott Pilgrim versus the world? It is Scott Pilgrim. That's the name I had in my world. head. Yeah. But if I said the wrong name, I'd look so stupid. Scott <laughs> Pilgrim. Dan does that every week. And everyone would be like, "Who's Scott Pilgrim?" Like, that's the. Yeah. She just said it. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Put me down so, for a point. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry. My bad. So Dan's on six, the world's on seven. I'm gonna oh, beat that world. You're going to beat it. Alright, go next. Who's shows it now? Wills. Wills again. Yep. But uh, here we are. Next song, song number two, first five seconds. That wasn't even the Scar of a song. It was. But the obvious bit came next. So I didn't want to play too much. Well, I would like to hear the next five seconds, please. Okay, next five seconds coming right up. I'll give you a little bit more. <laughs> oh, come on, you know it. I know that for some reason while we're doing a podcast as a street cleaner just decides to go back and forth out the front of the shop for no reason that they never do. Um, yeah. So you've heard in the five seconds, Dan? Yeah, so, uh, I need a hint. You I need a hint? No I can guarantee if you played this game, you threw your controller at the TV screen. Is, this, is that the hint? That's the hint. Wait, so it's in a game that makes you angry? Correct. Will. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's something that's that's very hard. Uh, okay, what kind of console is it on? <laughs> uh, it was on a console. It was on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. There you go. Everything's always on Nintendo. <laughs> Except for Scott Pilgrim. Uh, so, uh, yes, Dan, your turn. Another five seconds. Is it a... Um, I, got a I got a question. Mm -hmm. Is it a... A side-scrolling fighter or is it a, a double two-player fighter? Yes. As in like, as in like, is it a Street Fighter clone or is it a um, walking, walking around? You mean a beat em up? That's it. Yes, it's a beat em up. Oh, yeah. I'm actually looking at one right now on the arcade machine <laughs> over there, and I couldn't pick it. Wait a minute, that's no, it's not. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll beat em yeah, up. It did. It did sound like a side scroller. Um, Another five seconds. Ask for a hint. No, ask a question. Uh, Double Dragon. Oh, that's your guess? Yeah. No. 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 I was going to say that. So, so Dan automatically gets that okay. point. Like, is it Final Fight? No. Oh, is it... Hang on. Just, just... Alright, I'm going to just play a bit here. Picture if you will. Going really, really fast. You're on like a... a ninja game? Pink bike. And you're going down, up, trying to avoid these things that are popping up. And it's getting faster and faster. Spy Hunter? Battletoads. Oh. You know the yeah. speeder bike level? Where like... Ross would have got that. Yeah, well... It's because Ross gets everything. Yeah, Ross just hears every one of them and knows him. Yep, because right, Ross that? is a real game fan and not a fake gamer fan boy. I'm a game fan, not a game music man. <laughs> Go, next one. Alright, final one. This is a special one. I'm giving you a hint. This is a, If you've heard the podcast before, this will help. Yeah. So, as a result, I'm going to give Will the first two. Here we go. 
Nick's peering around the corner looking at me. <laughs> Can, uh, I, can I have a console, please? A console? You can. That was the PlayStation 3, I believe. Oh, we're getting old, old new Yeah, it's, it now. does sound new. Us? Yeah. So, uh, you can have a, another guess if you like. You get two guesses. I'm going to give you two because I reckon Dan has got this in the bag. I haven't. <laughs> you will have soon. Like, um, if you hit the next five seconds or so. Uh, Call of Duty Modern no, 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 what if I got it right? Yeah, no, it's no, not right. Gonna, okay. Just keep asking questions. Elongate the segment. Okay. Um, it's my game show. I can do what I want. Okay, I'll have a hint, please. A hint? Um, oh. uh, well, let's just say, if you get this right, you'll be climbing the ladder of success. Mm. All right. Hang on. Ladders? There's so. only one game I know that's got a ladder in it. <laughs> and it's not. Would you like another five seconds, Dan? Do it. I couldn't resist oh, it. Oh man, it's like I'm climbing that ladder all over again. If you just let it go, it's going to have the name of the game. I want to give Will a chance. I thought, Dan, if, Dude, if, you, if you've got it... You, you avidly sell so much merchandise in yeah. this game. Here we go. Turn it off. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm supposed to... No, it's no, this, is, this is... Uh, so I'm Dan asked for another five seconds. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like so a video game, but I, I don't play them, so... So you have no idea what this game could oh, be? I, I was guessing it was a Metal Gear game, but... Which, just say one. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Yes! Yeah. Oh, f***! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh don't worry, I'll try and bleep out that uh, little that, error. That was my ladder. That was... <laughs> just sorry, sorry. I love that ladder. You don't even know what we're talking about, do you? No, because I... There's a bit in it where you climb a ladder yeah. for like three minutes, yeah. and as you're climbing it, that song just comes in. Yeah. And we've spoken about it, I reckon, almost okay. on every single episode. It was definitely, honestly, from the start, it was definitely military. I just needed, I just needed, because then when, but when that, when the vocal, when the vocals kicked in, I'm like, no, this has definitely got a... A, a Kojima exactly, Kojima 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 Kojima. like this is uh, Kojima stupidity written all and over. I, and I feel yeah, I definitely have heard it before. So oh, oh, okay, so after after episode seven, we now have Dan on seven and the world on eight. I'm going to win against that world one year. What, one year. We need to know work out when we're going to cut this off to say that I'm end lost. of the year. So end of the year. Yeah, that's right. 24 more podcasts. And you know what we should do? <laughs> End of the year, it should be me versus you as the final showdown. But, how, but you're oh, I'll get someone else to... I'll get Ross <laughs> to program it or something. Oh, no, Ross will make it hard. I know, just rig it. Anyway, that brings us to an end of another show. Uh, Hack the Dino, you can get in contact with us uh, over on the Facebook page, uh, over on Instagram at Hack the Dino. Uh, we also have a website that's not ready yet, again. Yeah, don't mention it then. Oh, forget I said that. Okay. Um, and uh, there's another thing. Oh, email hackthedino at hotmail.com because I uh, haven't got that organised yet either. Uh, and you can come visit me at Greenlight Comics at 18 Stevens Place. And yeah. you can also... Yeah, visit Shintokyo Rundamore Plaza. 
And you can do so while drinking a delicious black market coffee. Ooh, and you can also be reading Hot Dog, which I drew with Ando. Will? Then you can also read the latest Killaroo book, uh, also available at... Uh, Greenlight Comics. And you can also go to the wrestling and hear Ben. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, no, you have to listen to it on Vimo um, because it's not obviously going over live. We no. record it while the wrestling's going on. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I'd hey, like let's, to let's uh, thank Will uh, for joining us this week. and uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dan, for being here as always. And thank you, me, for just being... Uh, the man we are Hack the Dino <laughs> and we will actually be joining you next week uh, while we get all our Fortnites aligned with the stars I know yeah, it's, it's because of Pokemon Sun and Moon it took all the Fortnites have changed so we will see you next week for episode 8 of Hack the Dino until then um, may all your games be good games <laughs>